Hey, this is Madeline. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to your Lucky You're Cute. Welcome to the show. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. In case you haven't heard, because we've been spreading it all over the social medias, today we're going to be talking about the new Barbie movie. Yes, and obviously there is a lot of conversation about this right now, but I feel like we have some some fresh takes on the subject. We just want to give give our two cents. So just some background, obviously. The director of Barbie is Greta Gerwig, which I think is cool, mostly because she also directed Lady Bird and Little Women, which are two, like, I would call them, like, feminist movies, right? Like, I, I would label them that way. I think so, and too. Yeah, and she's actually the first female solo director to surpass $1 billion at box office sales for Barbie, which I think is so cool, but also kind of, like, speaks to our entire point. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, as the first woman, like, I feel like it should be, there should be way more than just one. But obviously a huge accomplishment. Like, awesome. And the two leading roles playing Barbie is, of course, Margot Robbie, because who else? And Ryan Gosling, who I was... I was kind of like not sure if he'd be the best person after seeing him. I, I'm like obsessed. I can't see him as anything other than Ken now. <laughs> what was your first impression of the movie? Honestly, I didn't like it. And I was so yeah. disappointed because I really wanted to like it. And I left there being like, that wasn't that good. It was kind of cheesy. Like it wasn't that deep. I really like was told that it was going to be really deep. And like I wanted to go there and I didn't. I was like, this is all basic level stuff. And it wasn't until I like sat with it for a few days. And then on the third day, I was like, it was, there was nothing else I could talk about because after I like processed it and really thought about like, it is basic. And that's the point. It's supposed to be so in your face. And at first I was just like, this is stupid. This is not even ironic. This is just um, like painted on a billboard. This could have been an email. Um, (laughs) And then- I think I think it clicked with me more after time. I completely agree. Like when I first watched it, obviously, like as entertainment, I ate it up. I was like, "This is silly. This is goofy and laughing. Like this is entertaining." But I also was kind of like, I I didn't like it that much. Like I think first of all, I was kind of like, "Okay, really? Like we live this every day. Do we really like? Do we need an, a reminder of this? We know what it's like to be a woman." Like it was part of me was kind of like resentful of the fact that I'm going to enjoy my afternoon and I have to remind of it. Um, and I was like, this isn't adding anything in my opinion. Like this is stuff that we like, or at least women, like we know this happens. Like I didn't feel like it was adding anything. And then like parts of it, like for example, the whole like cellulite and thoughts of death, I was kind of like, okay, even in a movie about feminism, why is cellulite this whole like terrifying, like bad thing we shall be afraid of? And, like, now I get it, like, now that I've thought about it and, like, I watch the rest of the movie and stuff. But, yeah, I agree with you. Like, until, like, a few days later, like, I, I spent a little bit processing it and thinking about it. And then I was like, wait, wait a, wait a goddamn second. This is, like, a masterpiece. Like, there's so many levels to it. And now, like, I think this movie is, like, incredible. Like, I'm obsessed with this movie. And I just feel like it has so much potential for, like, really good dialogue about it for men and women. Now I feel like I took a lot of film classes when I was in college 
And these were like all things with like deep undertones, world meanings, deep conversations, write a 10-page essay. I feel like that is this movie. Like I think this will be played in college courses probably like next year. Like I think this will be played for years to come like this. I think this is like a new classic. I really do. Absolutely. And I think it's so brilliant because yeah, it is like feminism 101. So like on the nose kind of that at first you're kind of like, okay, yeah, we get it. But there are truly so many levels to why this is kind of like a genius movie, in my opinion. What is like, what do you think is like the first thing that kind of clicked with you when you you were like, oh, wait, this is actually not what I thought it was? When I was thinking about how they're not speaking, especially America First monologue where she's saying like, oh, women want to be doctors, but they also want to stay home and they want to have a family, but they also want to have jobs and like, they just can't do it all, but like they want to do it all. And like all that, like, Mm -hmm. again, basic feminism. I was like, this is stupid. I've heard this. I know this. Tell me something new. Mm -hmm. But then I thought about it. I was like, well, she's not talking to us. She's talking to Barbie. Mm -hmm. And Barbie is a woman who's learning about the patriarchy for the first time in her life. Mm-hmm. it's not about me as a 23-year-old, almost 24-year-old. That's not who's the audience for this. Even though I'm the one sitting there, this speech is going to Barbie, who represents girlhood, who represents all of those younger parts of us that first were presented with how unfair the world is. Um, playing with a Barbie for the first time was probably around that same age where I was being presented with these ideas of like, why is it harder for me to do the same things that boys do? Why do I have Mm -hmm. so many more obstacles? Why, when I'm in class, do they say, I need five strong boys to help carry the chairs? Like, well, I'm a strong girl. Why can't I carry the chairs? But that was never an option. It was, I need five strong boys. But I wanted Mm -hmm. to carry the chairs. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I feel like that's like the deeper level to this is that is representing when we are... I don't what I guess it's probably different for all of us, but like, yeah, when we're girls and we realize that the quote real world isn't the place that we grew up imagining. Like it's not a place that we are going to seamlessly fit into in the way that we want to fit it, want to fit into it. It's a place that's gonna try and shape us where it wants us to fit into, into the boxes it wants us to be in. And like it's an emotional thing. Like when you start to realize this, it's like a deeply scary, horrible realization that we all kind of come to realize as we grow up as girls and that's what Barbie's experiencing for 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 the first time so yeah like for those of us adults like women who we we know this like this is our lives we're kind of like yeah and (laughs) but this is Barbie's like first experience first understanding that the world is different than what she thought it was and I I think that that's like a really interesting point. And I feel like it's kind of healing a little bit to all of us to be like, wait, yeah, that was hard. Yeah, that like, that felt normal, but it it shouldn't be normal. Um, Yeah, and she's learning that the real world, in the real world, she doesn't have the same power that she feels inside and that she has in Barbie land, essentially. Like, I think something that I thought was really interesting, and this could totally be me now like overanalyzing it, but I was thinking about that conversation that Barbie had with the, construction workers like you know they were making like sexual comments towards her and she was like 
oh, I don't even have a vagina and he doesn't even have a penis. Like, <laughs> and I was thinking about that and I was like, that is like so interesting when you think about it because if Barbie represents girlhood, that's what it's like when you're like 10, 11, 12 and you're like a kid, you're like a child and men are treating you like an adult woman who is already like a sex object. And you're like, wait, I'm, I'm just a kid. That's not even what I meant. You know what I mean? That's kind of like what I, how I think of that. Like, yeah, as a kid, you're like, wait, what? Like, what is that? I don't know about that. Why is that my job? Why is that something I should know? Like, but men, adult men still as a girl make you like sexualize you even though that's not something you should be aware of at that age. But for men, it's different. Like Ken was like, no, I totally have genitals. And like men are like grown, like they're not sexualized in the same way. So they're like, oh yeah, like I have balls, like, you know, grow some balls, like st- grow a pair, something like that. Like, it's like totally different because to guys, that's not like a, a sexualized thing. It's like a sign of power. But for girls and women, it's like something that's to kind of to be, taken advantage of and taken from you and it's not really like your own is the way that I think of it well like think about being in elementary school and being told that you can't wear tank tops but spaghetti straps and you're like exactly and they're like it's just and you're like for who why it's a shoulder like everybody has shoulders and it's not like the boys can wear tank tops like yeah it's for girls like girls and and can't have their shoulders showing why like it was never a thought in my head until someone presented it to me and it's the way of the world yeah and also the irony of that specifically is like at least in my school girls weren't allowed to wear tank tops but boys could wear tank tops and they called them wife beaters like there's just levels to why this is so all like messed up and that's exactly like when you're a girl and you're already being treated as like a sex object it's confusing you're like wait what that's not me I'm just a kid I'm like I'm literally just a kid I didn't even know sex was a thing until I was like 11. I didn't even know I had a vagina until I was 11. Yeah. Like <laughs> literally, I, I ju- it's just like, it just wasn't treated like head. that. I was yeah. just a girl, just like the boys wanted to run as fast, wanted to have the same careers. I wanted to be an astronaut. Just wasn't a concern for me. Yeah. But the world, that's something the world puts on you and you slowly start mm-hmm. to make sense of it. But at first it's like a very confusing thing. Yes. Um, yeah, I think the Barbie movie had a lot of things that I really resonated with. Obviously, the first being Barbie's harassed by men in the real world, like basically nonstop. And I know you and I find this like funny <laughs> because it's so true. Like when Barbie's like, no, when Ken is like, wow, like all these men are yelling at me and I there's like not even an undertone of violence. And Barbie is like, mine very much has an undertone of violence. <laughs> That line was the thing I related to most in the entire movie. Literally, like, that's concerning. That also may be the point of the entire movie. Like, that kind of, like, could sum up the entire thing, to be honest. And then all the guys are like, no, it's a compliment. I'm like, but then why is there an undertone of violence? Like, why do yeah. I not feel safe? If it's a compliment, I should feel, wow, thank you. And so I'm like, um, like, do I need yeah. to run? Like, how far away are they from me? Like, undertone of violence, for sure. Undertone of violence. Exactly. So Barbie's on the boardwalk with Ken and they're walking and they're in like their little skater outfits, like 80s um, aerobic outfits. And Barbie gets her butt slapped by this guy um, on the boardwalk. And she turns around and she punches him, like just reflex, just boom, bop, got him. Yeah. And she and Ken get arrested. You know who doesn't get arrested? The guy who slapped her in the butt. Mm-hmm. Which is accurate. That like, that's accurate. Like, think of how many women 
come forward and say that they were assaulted and nothing is done at all. Like, it's very rare. Like, if you're a girl, you know that if that ever happens to you, most likely nothing will come of it. Like, it's always our burden and our shame, but, like, the man gets away with it. And actually, like, we're questioned. And then, of course, like, Barbie's harassed at the police station, which is, again, totally, like, realistic because, you know, this doesn't just happen with, like, shitty guys. I mean, obviously, they're shitty guys, but, I mean, it happens with all kinds of men. Even the men who are supposed to keep you safe don't always make you feel safe as a woman. No, I've been catcalled by a group of cops in New York City. Walking past, yeah. like, ten cops, catcalled by the cops. And the yeah. other cops didn't say anything or do anything. Yeah. I was like, wow. Well, now I feel undertones of violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yours very much had undertones of violence there. <laughs> exactly. And the other thing that I really related to is, or I thought was really interesting, was at the beginning and in Barbie land when they were and the lawyer Barbie was, I forgot the quote, but it was something along the lines of, I'm emotional. And what was it? Do you know what I'm talking about? When she was saying how she's emotional, but she's also like, like smart, rational. Yeah, she's also smart. And a good president and her emotions allow her to lead. Yeah, it, they help her. It doesn't negate how smart she is and how capable she is. Like it actually benefits her and helps her be an empathetic person and stuff. And I feel like that was interesting because obviously as a woman, like being emotional is kind of what we all have been told is like oversensitivity or being dramatic or like, you know, like we can't really be emotional without it being something that's like a huge weakness or something that will dismiss anything that we have to say. Um, The other thing that I like really liked is how in Barbie land, all the Barbies were able to acknowledge their strengths and accomplishments, which feels like a very easy, obvious like thing. But for women, it's really not like that. Like women really feel the need to downplay their accomplishments because, you know, we're labeled in various ways if we don't. Like the Barbie said, I worked hard. I deserve this. Yes, I did write a good book. Yes, I did. Like, you know, they're very proud and like able to say, say things as they are they didn't have to walk around the point and act like they were like dumb or dumb it down or downplay anything which is so ridiculous because if you win an award for something obviously everyone knows you worked hard for that Mm -hmm. so why can't we say I worked hard for that I deserve that I deserve that I worked really hard I put in a lot of work this is something I really cared about why is that frowned upon when it's obvious but we can't admit it Mm mm-hmm Yeah, absolutely. And that goes for a lot of things for women. Like women, I feel like women are made to feel like they can't say things as they are. And that goes for a lot of different things. When Ken is throwing himself at Barbie over and over again, she just turns around and says, no, I don't want you here. Yeah. And it's so brushed over in the movie and like, such a minor part that like as an audience member I was like she can just say no and like that's not there's like no scene after that there's no big blowout there's no thing there's no consequences of her saying no yeah yeah she can just say it and I'm like I have never had that experience in my life 
I really cannot think of a time that I've just been like, no, I don't want to do that. Or no, I, I don't want, yeah, I, I don't want you here to a guy. No, it's always like, oh, like I should probably leave or like, oh, like, sorry, like you're really nice, but like, I, you know what I mean? Like there's always, you can't just say no. No, there always has to be a little softening, you know, make them feel better about it. You got other stuff going on. You have a boyfriend, but if you didn't have a boyfriend, like I'd be all over you, but I can't say that. But like, even if I wouldn't, oh, I'm with my girls. Like I need to go find my friend. It can't just be, I just don't like you. I just don't. It can't be. And I think there's like, there's so many reasons for this, but like the first being men literally kill you. (laughs) Like, like we've heard this a bunch. It's so true. If what men are worried about is women humiliating them, right? Like making them feel a little bad inside. Women are scared that men will literally kill them. Like the difference is so extreme. And so I feel like women have to be hyper aware of that at all times because you never know who's going to hurt you or get retaliation. And I think that when women say that, men tend to act like we're being dramatic, but that's that's the reality for women like when you go on dates when you even you know honestly when you just walk outside as soon as you walk outside that is something that you experience like all the time in New York when people cat call me make me feel uncomfortable my first instinct of course is like Barbie it's like be be pissed you know what I mean like if a guy tries to grab me like yeah my internal like, instinct is gonna want to hurt someone or at least like get mad like say something mean or be like don't touch me or something but then like you kind of self-check and you're like, wait, I can't say that. What if he gets mad? I should just keep walking. I shouldn't say anything. I shouldn't acknowledge it. And that's kind of sad when you think about it. You know, we can't even stand up for ourselves without it being a huge risk to our safety. Um, I think like overall, I felt like the movie was really validating and healing for women. Like once I sat and I thought about it, and I thought about the point of the movie, I felt like it was kind of served as a place of understanding from all of us. Like, wow, we all went to this together. This is all something that women at least have gone through together. And we can, you know, feel a sense of connection because of that and like start to heal and make sense of the things that we were taught as girls. What's frustrating for these men leaving the theater and saying, oh, that's anti-men. That's yeah. <laughs> against all men. Men are bad. It's not what it's about. No, it's like, as usual, men are missing the point. <laughs> and it's so frustrating. It's like this whole movie, and they learn nothing. And again, I just want to say, obviously, we're generalizing right now. I feel like we don't have to have the not all men conversation because like if you're a guy. Not all men, but enough. It's not all, but it's enough. But enough. Enough for us to have to say this. And I I really think if you're a guy that's like the, oh, like give guys a break or not all men or like a that kind of guy, you're upset because it applies to you. I have never seen a guy who is a great guy who's totally, you know what I mean? Like cares about this subject. Say not all men. That's all I'll say. If you're upset about it, there might be a there might be a reason. Um, yeah, and like the irony, like there's irony also in that anti-men statement, right? A lot of movies made today are made for men by men. Mm-hmm. Barbie Land, Barbie, it's not for you. 
It's not mm-hmm. about you. It's made for women by women. Um, and in Barbie land, which is supposed to be our reversal of our world, of our universe, where women are in leadership positions versus men are more um, submissive. Mm-hmm. These men in Barbie land are not suffering. They're not forced to work for the women. They're not even No, not harassed. They're simply just not the center of attention. Mm-hmm. In the real world and in our real lives, the men's world, women are not safe. We are objectified. We are harassed. Um, and I feel like this is just the difference in our society that those who don't, don't fully understand what feminism is get stuck on. It's not one gender above the other. It's just everyone being treated equally and everyone's um, strengths being valued. There's not one that's more important than the other. Yeah. And I think that, like like I said, men really miss a point, but are also like doubling down on their really sexist shit that they're pulling. Like, I can't tell you how many like comments and stuff I've seen of men being like, oh, well, Margot Robbie isn't even that hot. And it's so typical. It's like literally so typical. Again, missing the entire point. And again, just going back to her appearance. Um, and it's funny because it's like, okay, well, this you thought stuff. she was hot in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you thought she was hot in Wolf of Wall Street, where she was literally just a sex object, a temptation. Like that was, that was her entire role. And it's like men finding out that their sex symbol is also a human being, and men can't, like, literally in their little pea brains, can't process that. And I, just, it's like honestly really sad in my opinion, um, because again, like. The Kens in Barbie Land aren't even as I don't know the right word, but like as put down as Mar- Margot Robbie is in A Wolf on Wall Street. It's so like when the roles are reversed, but to a much smaller degree, then men have a problem with it. Like it couldn't be more obvious the discrepancy there because again, yeah, like every single time and most movies that's the role that women play and you never hear a guy complaining about it even pointing it out and then one movie and men are like upset and taking it really personally even when she was playing harley quinn she would literally her whole character was just her wanting like to do everything she possibly could for the joker she loved him so much that she would sacrifice herself just this manic pixie dream girl and she's usually cast in these movies that are made for men by men um, versus Barbie for women by women where she's in life. She's this living doll, this sex object, this sex doll and used to entertain men. Whereas now same person being used to inform, entertain women gets an entirely different reaction. There's literally no difference in her, in her character. Like she's still all dolled up, still blonde, still skinny, so beautiful than it just being presented differently between men and women. But now mm-hmm. she's not hot. Same same exact person. Same yeah. person. Yeah, it's outrageous. It's also... So Barbie and Ken. Barbie can exist without Ken, but without Ken... Or without Barbie, there is no Ken. Just like men can exist without a woman, but a woman cannot exist outside of their man. 
they live to serve and action as, as an extension of their man and lack worth without a man, yeah. especially in these movies that are made like Harley Quinn. Who's Harley Quinn without the Joker? Who is she in Wolf of Wall Street without Leonardo DiCaprio? Exactly. Like that's the kind of stuff that we grew up seeing as women, which is, you know, part of why we all feel kind of unempowered. Um, And that's what men grow up watching as well and learning. And then they go and treat women like that. And so I think this like role reversal in Barbie was to kind of show us that and, you know, obviously like help women feel validated, but also to kind of tell the men like, this is what it's like. And again, I feel like men are just breezing right over the point and not even making any effort to like empathize with us. I feel like they get it, but don't like fully get it. Like they like see it, see what they're going for and just choose to ignore because they're uncomfortable by it. Like they know that this is weird. Why are the men being treated like this? Like that's a weird thing to be going on on screen. They're like, I'm sure the girls get it better. Like it's made for girls. It's better for girls. They're missing the, maybe that's how women feel, but like times 10. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's just what it's like with men like outside of a movie theater setting too because it's not like the way that women are treated is a secret or it's hidden men see this every day also men see this like on the street to their sisters their girlfriends their mothers in their workplaces there's like this disconnect where it still isn't a big enough deal to them which is the part that i think is so sad and I, I can't understand why, to be honest, but that's, like, again, that's that's the hard part. No, like, the men will tell their sister, like, oh, you need someone who's going to treat you well, respect you, take you out on nice dates, um, give you attention, and then go out and do the exact opposite with girls. Yeah, and even guys, like, dads will be like, oh, I know I know how, how boys are, so I don't want you to date, or I don't want like, Guys understand how other guys are, how horrible guys can be to women. And yet there's like very little empathy towards women and like attempt to change it. And I know like for me, <laughs> um, I made a TikTok about this. The Barbie movie, conversations about the Barbie movie are slowly breaking down my relationships with men. <laughs> like I went to see the Barbie movie with a guy and at first I was like, okay, you know, what? he's passing. Like, this is cool. But then he said something along the lines of, oh, it, it isn't about women, it's about respect. And I was kind of like taken aback by it because, you know, what I, mean? I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. I was like, I don't know if that's good or bad because on one hand, yeah, everyone should respect everyone. Like that is not in question. I totally agree with that. But then I was like, why do men feel this? Like, why are men so against acknowledging affecting women? Like, after an entire hour and 54 minutes, he was like, oh, it's not about women. It's about respect. I'm like, why is it so hard to just be like, yeah, that's a problem. And I honestly can't think of a reason for it. I just find it so interesting and like a little bit sickening, you know, because if it was a respect problem, it would be fairly even, you know, like if it's, I asked him, I was like, so who is the primary victim of sexual assault and he was like well women and I was like and who primarily is the perpetrator and he was like well men and I was like 
yeah, so that's not a respect thing. That is a women thing. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, I absolutely agree with you, but I'm not a man, so. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't even know what to make of it. Like, I can't, like, I think it's going to hurt my brain if I try to think of a reason why men are like, not all of them, like, why they're like that. Why is it so bad to just say I understand? I really feel like it's because they're not presented with it. Like, I honestly have been talking about this with my dad a lot more recently. Mm-hmm. And I think he's honestly just coming to terms with this now within, like, the last three months. Because I've been speaking up more about, like, my experiences with guys in bars. And, like, before when I'd go out, my dad would always be like, oh, like, don't drink too much. Make sure you get an Uber home. Like, be safe. Make smart decisions. And now it's turned into stand up for yourself. Don't let anyone push you around. Yeah. Um like watch out for guys around you look out for your friends like it's definitely less of a you need to make smart decisions versus watch your back you know because now he's like realizing like how prevalent this is it's not a one-off thing it's not even like an every six months this is a a weekly to not daily occurrence that I have to deal with this and he's I think being now with his daughters he's being presented with this whereas before he's like and let me tell you my dad is a really conservative guy so for him to be presented with this idea that women are being mistreated by men constantly, he did not think it was that big of an issue. He thought it was being dramatic. Yeah, there's a few bad guys out there. Not enough a that bad apples. a few bad apples. Like, yeah, there's a few bad people. I understand there's a few bad people. But there are a lot more people that are uneducated and have bad man- manners that are way more terrifying than the bad people. Like, there's a few bad people. There are a lot of people that don't know that they're being bad. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a really good shift that he's made because I feel like that's part of the issue is women, there's this idea that women are responsible completely for what happens to them. So, like, if something happens to me, it was in some way my fault. It was about how much I drink or what I was wearing or some decision I made that is the cause of what happened. But at the end of the day, this stuff happens to women regardless of the environment, regardless of the decision, regardless of the alcohol amount involved, regardless of what she was wearing. Like, I remember when I was in Paris last year, I was at, like, the main station, which is called Chesley, and I was dropping – it might have even been you off at the station. I think it might have been you. I was dropping off the station. I was wearing sweatpants and a hoodie, and a guy at the station literally just whipped it out on me and started jerking off to me right there in the station. And I was like, okay, if this is not proof that it happens to women, like, again, I was in, I was basically covered from, like, my wrists to my ankles. It's like, there's no one who, no woman who's exempt from this experience. So I think it's good that, I think it's good that your dad is making an attempt to, he's shifting that, breaking, he's, breaking the pattern. He's, sh- he's shifting. He's shifting. shifting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let him keep yeah. shifting. Yeah. Let him keep shifting. For sure. That's so horrible that that happened to you. And like, that's not uncommon no. either. I, breezed, I was, I was, it, it was such a small occurrence in my day because this happens so much, you know? It's concerning. I was leaving yeah. dance studio when I lived in New York and I was, again, had my hood on, sweatshirt, baggy sweatpants, mm-hmm. like knee high socks, sneakers, like mm-hmm. sweaty, like, let me tell you, not looking cute. And I got asked if I was one of the strippers from the strip club. Mm. And I was like, I'm not wearing, like, nothing is exposed. And you just assume that because I'm out on the streets walking home in New York City that I, I must be a stripper. Yeah. 
It's horrible. And also typical. Completely I'm like, typical. I don't exist for you. Yeah. I don't exist because of you. I just want to be left alone, just minding my own business. Mm-hmm. I don't come seeking this attention. I'm not trying to get a rise out of these guys. And I know you certainly weren't when you were standing there. Yeah. It comes to us no matter mm-hmm. what we do. Yeah. And like, I don't know a single man who's had that experience with a woman. Like, even the fact that men feel entitled to open their mouths at me in the first place says a lot about where we're at as a society. Like, men also know that they won't be punished for that. I don't know. It's upsetting. But it's upsetting. It's it's really upsetting. Um, But I really feel like, yeah, Barbie is, like, true feminism in the sense that it doesn't push one gender above the other, but points out kind of the discrepancies between their experiences. Barbie also states that women can be whatever they want to be. This includes being a mom, not being a mom, just being a woman. No task is greater valued than another, and women's innate traits are valued, like being empathetic, valued, Um, being creative, valued, being patient, valued. Whereas in our site, just kind of brushed aside. So in the final scene of the movie, I think most of us kind of expected that Barbie is showing up for like a job interview or like, I don't know, to court or like something like that. Something that would objectively be considered an important thing to do. And then we find out that she's just going to the gynecologist and she's really excited about it. And I thought that was really cool because... Something like going to like an oncologist or like even like having a period is something that like girls are taught to be ashamed of, to be embarrassed about, to keep a secret, to not talk about. And Barbie here is just excited about it. Like something that makes her a woman isn't something that's weak or embarrassing or shameful. It's exciting. It's none of those things. It's just a normal thing that she can be excited about. And I thought that was like a really cool way to end the movie. Also, why do we assume that it has to be a job interview? Like, why is that what we value? Our value isn't determined based off of what career we have. We should be valued just for simply existing. Yeah, and that, like, brings – that kind of, like, goes back to America Ferrer's monologue when she's, like, women have to be extraordinary to be valued. Like, a woman just existing, doing normal things, just being a human being, a lot of times isn't enough to to be treated and to, like – to be treated like you're someone who's like has worth and has value in society. And so, I, yeah, I agree. I feel like this is like kind of going along with that. Well, like you see a woman walking in the grocery store with like four kids carrying a baby on the phone shopping and you're like, oh my God, like she does not have it together. Yeah. And then you see a dad just holding a baby and you're like, oh my God, he's such a good dad. He's so wow. He's so thoughtful. He's, he's doing so, thoughtful. so much. He he's probably has a job and he's holding a baby and yeah. he's a grocery store. I mean, even us, even like we would have those reactions, you know, like it's internalized misogyny, which is like, yeah. Which is so unfair because the standards for what is considered good is completely different. Completely different. Yeah. And actually, not only would we not give that woman credit in a grocery store, we would, we would probably be like, oh, wow, she's probably just like a housewife, stay at home mom. Like, something about that isn't valued. That's even considered, like, a negative, not worthwhile thing. And, like, assumptions are made that this woman isn't smart. She's not capable. She's a gold digger, you know? 
Okay, I had a thought about this. Ready? This, is my, this, is, my, this is my big thought. Tell me your thought. Ken's job, beach. 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 What is beach? <laughs> what, it, what is beach? I don't know what beach is. To me, beach is nothing. I'm like, he doesn't have a job. It's beach. Yeah. Okay. I'm the man, right? Mm-hmm. And I see a woman. Her job is house. <laughs> so true. House. Her job is, is house? sandwich. What, what is house? Mm-hmm. House yeah. isn't a real job. Yeah. I don't know what goes on in house. That's not a real career. You can't have a job that's house. Ken can't have a job that's beach. It is so privileged of me to not know what beach is because I don't have to know what beach is because Ken's got it. Ken's got beach locked down. Yeah. <laughs> He's good at beach. He's, He's good, good at, at beach. These women, <laughs> they're good at house. Yeah. Appreciate them for taking care of the house, for being a housewife, for getting the groceries, taking care of the kids, keeping that mental list of everything that goes on so that you as a man don't have to know what goes on with house. That is a yeah, privilege yeah. to have somebody who you're close with who takes care of house. No, that's so true. And as someone who's watching Ken do beach, you're like, wow, he must be kind of like dumb. Like he's literally just beach, right? Like, he and can't do anything how, better in life other than beach. Like, he's not president. He's exactly. not a writer. He doesn't have a, a career. It's beach. It's beach. Exactly. And it's the same for women who are, like, house. It's, like, they're underestimated. They're considered kind of dumb. They can't do anything else. I but think like, that's such a good, like, yeah. We need, but we need women who do house. Yeah. We need people who do house. House has to get done. House can't yeah. not get done. Someone's got to do house. Yeah. So Ken can have his beach and Ken should do beach because Ken does beach well. So let Ken do yeah. beach. Yeah. And if, if women decide that they want to be stay-at-home mothers, if that's what they choose to do, then why do we all have to have so many opinions on it? Like, I think it's kind of like, like, it's, people assume that by wanting women or encouraging women to do more, to be more, it's very, it's feminist, but I think it's anti-feminist. Like, again, you are still saying that certain type of women are valued more than other kinds of women. I think it is feminist to be able to say, I want to be a house mom, or I don't want to be a house mom. Like there is not one of the two that is more important, more intelligent, more capable, more like, it does not make you less of a feminist or less of a woman or more of a woman to stay home. Or to the women or, that do go get a career, they're still expected to do house. Yeah. That's the other irony behind it, too. Now you have work plus house. The yeah. man still has just work. Yeah. It's not going to be equal until it's both the man and the woman both do house mm-hmm. equally. Mm-hmm. Like, really equally. Not just, oh, I mowed the lawn and took the trash out. Like, I mean, like, pick the kids up from school, pack their bags, do their homework with them, do the dishes, do the laundry, go to the grocery store, put the kids to bed. There's a lot more into it than I took the trash out and I did the groceries and I, and I took the, um, did the lawnmower, um, and I grilled something like that's not equal. I, yeah, I saw this TikTok of a girl showing the list with photos that she made for her boyfriend going to Trader Joe's for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send it to you because it's actually crazy. And like the amount of questions that he texted her, like, oh, which one? Like, 
I actually could not survive. Like if I had to be with someone who was so incapable of like being their own caretaker, like I feel like women are expected to be like the mothers, like you step mm-hmm. into that motherly role and take care of men. And then you ask them to one thing and they can't do it. And I feel like it's really like upsetting that you're supposed, there's this double standard that you have to not treat men like their mothers because that's bad. You're nagging them. Like you want to make them feel um, like masculine, but also take care of them like you are their mother. Like it's like a crazy irony and double standard. But I will say, I know we were talking about this. I really want to be Barbie for Halloween. See, I'm always the person who's like, I don't want to wear the trendy thing. I don't want to wear what everyone else is wearing. This year, this is my exception. Because this isn't about wearing the popular costume of the year. This is about solidarity and standing together with all women because we're all Barbie. And it's a little bit of a protest. And standing out is not the point. The point is that we are all the same. And we're never going to have a chance again like this to all be the same thing and stand there together and be like, we are Barbie. We all know what this means. We all stand together. And there's no pressure to be different. We're not in competition with one another. There's a room for all of us. We can all lift each other up with a little, hi, Barbie. Like, that's going to be so much fun. And the best thing is most of the guys, they're not going to get it. They're going to be like, it's dumb. And the girls can be like, it's not dumb. It is so, all I will say. is not dumb. All I will say is the trash will take itself out. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think, you know, like when I think about why sometimes I might not want to dress like everyone else or be basic again, there's this pressure to be different than other girls, you know? And I think like in all being Barbie together, it's kind of like our, no, we've been through the same things together and we're not in competition. Like you said, there's room for all of us and we can empower each other and also be great on our own as well. Like we don't have to compare all the time. And I think that's a really like big impact that Barbie has made in all of us. Like I just, I feel like I feel a difference in the air kind of. Every other year, I will be the one in the new, unique Halloween costume. This year is not that year. This year is for I Barbie. I support you. <laughs> this year is for Barbie. This year is for Barbie. This year is for the girls. Yeah. Do you want to wrap us up? So I saw this thing that discussed how the Barbie movie was Greta's way of snapping all of the women watching the movie out of the trance of the patriarchy. Just like how in the movie, the Barbies are all under the trance of the Kens and they have to snap each one of them out one at a time by pointing out all the, the struggles that they've dealt with to, um, to save Barbie land from the evil Kens. That's what I feel like. I do feel like we've all watched this. We've all had this collective realization. And now I love the conversations that are coming from this. And the more I think about it, there's just so many levels to it. And I think it's going to keep on going. I agree. And I definitely feel that difference in my own life too. Like I feel like all these things that I might accept but also not think too deeply about before I like I'm thinking about more now and kind of putting my foot down a little bit like I feel empowered like even like when I hear men who won't like you know for example we'll say that they didn't like the Barbie movie that was anti-men and stuff I'm like that's important more important to me now like now I feel like nope 
not cool with me, see ya. Like I'm very willing to make hard cuts of people in my life. And like even now when like men cat call me on the street, I feel way more mad than I did before. Not <laughs> like well, I feel, I feel like, like angered. I feel like next time if someone talks to me and I don't like it, be like, no, I don't want to see you. Yeah. Yeah. Be like, no, I don't feel want to talk to you. I don't yeah. want you here. Like I'm just I'm just gonna abruptly say it and like see what see what happens. I'm, I'm, this is how I get murdered, but like <laughs> or just know we've talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm gonna stop doing that thing that girls are taught to be do and like be too nice and always be told to be polite. And instead I'm gonna just start being honest. Honestly. I'm excited to piss some people off. It'll be fun. Me too. So we're turning a new page. <laughs> a slightly more angry, but slightly more empowered page. <laughs> my and then I'm not going to know what hit them. <laughs> you what? I already told you that my therapist says I have a lot of rage inside of me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch the Teenage, Mut- Mut- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie. Have you seen it? No, is that our next movie debrief? <laughs> okay, yes, because one of the Ninja Turtles is told throughout the whole movie that he has a rage problem, and it reminded <laughs> me of you. <laughs> the thing is, I don't have anger issues. I just no. have rage. It's you just, just pent-up rage, and, like, valid, like, fair. <laughs> oh, well, guys, God. that is our Barbie debrief. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought of the movie. And if you agree with us, if you disagree with us, obviously we're talking about the girls. And then if you say anything bad, you're not allowed to hate that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Bye, Barbie. Bye, Barbie. <laughs>